breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Paul. Oh, hey, Rego. We're just listening to the Glitter Boys. Hey, this is Jess Jacob, guesting once again on the Glitter Boys, joining NPC for a conversation about fudging dice. <laughs> grumble, grumble, grumble. No, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> Do you, though, NPC? Do you? Do you? Okay. As, as a player who's put you on the line to kill two characters before... <laughs> that might have been a long time ago though um when was the last time we played in a game together uh let's see i mean other than your the recent play test for uh ah, yeah. yeah 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 for yeah okay uh before that though uh let's see Prior to that, not counting Hammer Crawl, which, I mean, if you're not killing me, what's the point? Um, <laughs> there was the Beyond the Wall. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Where I literally had to talk you into killing the character. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then before that, yep. when I totally misunderstood the situation in the Rifts game, where we got to play together for the first time, and my uh, Brain Burster... Uh, did totally misunderstood what you said and went way off of the smart path. <laughs> I think that involved vampires. Yeah, that involved yeah. vampires. I yeah. misunderstood what you had said. That was technically on me. Well, yeah. So, okay. Fudging dice rolls is a hot button topic. Anytime I see it pop up in Reddit, mm-hmm. either as its own topic or as a tangential discussion in another topic, it explodes into just warfare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People have strong opinions on fudging dice. Mm-hmm. To fudge means to roll a die and then not use that result. Yep. That is the short and simple of it. Usually it's the GM doing this and Usually that die roll is behind a screen, Mm -hmm. so the players can't see it. There's also something to be said for players doing it. That's that's a whole other conversation. Dice cheating as a player is, at that point... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking mainly about GMs here. Yeah, and then there's that weird subset of on-the-fly interpreting the player's role differently than the outcome mechanically would suggest yeah yeah well jacob what are your thoughts on the subject it all depends on the game you're playing okay not even just the rules it's the style of game if you are going for a game that's all about characters that are high competence and super good at what they're doing, and that's why you're at that table for a good hefty dose of competence porn, I see a lot more latitude for, you know, especially if you're doing something like high fantasy or certain other styles of game, you know, 
fudging the roles is more okay. But in other circumstances, absolutely never. Absolutely never. Um, you know, and there's also the argument that I don't see enunciated a lot in whether it's panels or online of how fudging can be a corrective tool for your lapses as a game master. Tell me more. Okay. Have you ever called for a role and when the role failed went, oh, well, shit, what am I going to do now? Probably many times. Many times. <laughs> yeah. And oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, that's because you asked for a role that maybe you shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And so fudging the role, especially when it's interpreting a player's role, is basically you whiting out a mistake you made as a game master calling for the role in the first place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, to me, uh, yes, technically it fits the definition. Um, I would say, spiritually, that is much more of a... That falls more into a conversation about retcon. Yeah. Like, because sometimes the things that visibly happen in the table or the game takes a direction that was unexpected and it's clearly, oh shit, that's not going to work. Or maybe everybody didn't like it. And that's when you like stop and like, we've moved beyond fudging dice at this point. We have, as you say, we've already, the, the problem wasn't the dice. The problem was the GM called for a role that shouldn't have called. That's a retcon situation. See, and that's where I look at it is fudging the dice is a way for you to correct an error without the public shared consensus mm -hmm. at the table. And I have mixed feelings about that. Uh, I totally understand. There, there is this cultural assumption that the game master needs to know what's going on at all times and have the rules down pat 100% in their head. And there, there's some cultural assumptions around that. And yeah, one of those being that when you sit down to play a D&D &D game, that GM has statted out every single creature you're going to encounter, every single NPC, mm -hmm. all of their levels, all of their points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that assumption. But they think of it like a video game mm -hmm. where all of those things have mechanics already, whereas a lot of times... That's just not how it is. Right. And, and you know, the other thing is the huge issue of player death and how, not player death, but character death and how okay character death is in a game. Because oftentimes one of the biggest roles I've seen fudged over the years was damage roles from Ding, NPCs. Yeah. And, you know, a combat situation goes down and, ah, crap, this freaking merc level goblin just crit shotted and rolled a natural six with its stupid little short bow on the party wizard yeah. <laughs> and do you want to deal with killing a character and that's when the the fudge comes out and it it can be tasty it can make the game move forward but you know it's not always the right thing to do so my take on situations of fudging these days I cannot 
justify my behavior in the past. Mm-hmm. I've grown, you know, there are things that I have done in the past that I wouldn't do today. And there are things that I have done in the past that I actually kind of lament I no longer have the skill or patience to do today. Mm-hmm. So it's a mixed bag there. But today, my approach to fudging dice Ooh. So you present valid situations. I think those valid situations are exceptions mm-hmm. that should be made. And I think any play, any GM who sits down and, and says there would be no exceptions to anything, that's not a fun GM to play with. That mm-hmm. That's probably not a fun person to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Only Sith deal in absolutes. With, with fudging... To save someone, uh, there are considerations. Like, you got me thinking of, okay, let's say we just sit down to play a game. Uh, it's D&D now. In D&D, you have shit for hit points. Palladium has more hit points. But you sit down to play a game, and, uh, and we've, been, we've been making characters, and people are getting excited. It's uh, his uh, Bobby's first time ever playing, and he decides he wants to play the wizard because the wizards are cool, and he gets one shot in the first combat. That's a situation that happens a lot. And in that situation, you have to stop and think, what kind of feel are we going for? Mm-hmm. Do I just want to not kill him? Or is that the ropes? Got to mm-hmm. learn them? Anyway, whatever you do there, do it and have faith in yourself for making whatever, for, for have faith in whatever decision you make is the right one. However, Afterward, you need to think about what happened, why it happened that way, and play better next time. Don't put them in a situation where that can happen. Mm -hmm. Because when you play a game that has rules Mm -hmm. that a character can die, Mm -hmm. if you ignore the rules, why are you playing that game? If you find yourself doing it repeatedly... You might need to have a heart-to-heart with yourself that maybe there's other games out there that will work better for your needs. Yep. And there, the one time I've found game masters who are utterly anti-fudging go to the mat to defend it is when they're dealing with brand new players who are new to the system, who in their Rifts game, uh, their uh, Rogue Scholar uh not knowing any better, still not understanding the system, goes charging at a power-suited guy just because they don't have the mental math in their head about how dumb an idea that is. And then I will see Game Masters go through all sorts of mental contortions on why they fudged the role to just nearly kill rather than totally kill. But I find oftentimes it's... Fudging is a result of not having an answer for the outcome you weren't expecting or not having a shared understanding with your players about what the stakes are for the game. If you sit down at one of my Rifts games, which I tend to run real gritty, um, high cost, high consequence. I mean, if you look at the world of Rifts, it is a horrible and bleak place. And uh, if you are playing Delta Green with me or any of the other games I tend to run, you know, 
I I am very upfront with your characters have a very good chance of not coming out the other side of any situation they put themselves in where firearms and stuff come out. And if that's preloaded in the conversation you have with your players, you have less both internal and external pressure to be fudging the dice. If you also internalize the fact that failure has positive consequences for storytelling, yeah, you may have to take a moment, oh, it's time for a bio break, and go have a big think in the bathroom on what you're going to do with the fact that the mage just got ganked by a goblin with a short bow. You can create amazing storytelling by avoiding the fudge. But, you know, eventually you're going to screw up. You're you're tired. You weren't thinking through it. You won't, you know, you asked for a roll you shouldn't have. Fine. It passed. <laughs> or you roll for the the random encounter with a bunch of orcs and it would have wiped out half the party because of whatever reason. And it it's yeah, okay. Dial it a bit, mm-hmm. you know. I don't say, I I tend to say don't fudge it all the way where you remove the consequences, but perhaps lessen the consequences. I will say that, amusingly enough, when I run Palladium games, especially with Rifts, most of my my dice rolls could probably be considered fudged, simply because I'm making up the modifiers and shit on the fly. So oftentimes I will, I will do a thing where I will just introduce an NPC. It could be a combatant. It could be whatever. And then have them immediately like draw and shoot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I will just working on instinct, grab a die and roll it. And then once it hits the ground, I'm like, oh shit, I don't even remember what their number is. Oh, oh, oh God, forgot to give them a bonus. What's their mm-hmm. bonus? Sometimes I will develop that bonus as I look at that role mm-hmm. and I'll think, okay, this is a crack marksman. Mm-hmm. I just rolled a seven, but I think this guy would still hit on a seven. Right. So I'm going to give him like a plus 10 or mm-hmm. something. What, but then it could be like, okay, well, uh, I just rolled like a 13. However, I've already said that this guy is like big and doofy and slow. So I'm going to give him a penalty on the fly to lower that down. Okay. Now, I'm consistent from that point forward. Mm-hmm. So, but I do guess that is kind of fudging. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, that's that's where I say like the the best use case for fudging is papering over your mistakes as a game master. And it may be the word mistake in that sentence may be off putting to some people. Uh, I I tend to personally view mistakes as you know positive things with negative mm-hmm. consequences sometimes but you know it's it's room for identifying shortfalls in your thinking rooms room for uh signaling where you need to improve in the future uh you know how much of the fudging you describe uh directly or indirectly led to some of the work you've done for creating on the fly stat blocks that you can grab and yeah run and it's 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 a lot the of fudging yeah. was papering over the mistake that led you, because you learned from that mistake, to mm-hmm. develop new tools. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, once when you take it when you take it into account that way, yeah, like 
as long as you are learning from your mistake and setting yourself up in a situation where the next time that happens, you'll be ready for it and you won't need to fudge. I think it's fine. I think Mm -hmm. it's great. You know, everybody makes mistakes often. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some rules that I think should be fudged. Oh, you should fudge away on these rules. These are non-player facing rules, things like rolling on a list of outcomes, rolling on a list of encounters, rolling on lists of anything and everything you can think of, because oftentimes I will be rolling with random tables because I love random tables and I'll roll a result and I'll look at the result and it'll be okay. But the one right above it is awesome Awesome. and would be so cool right now. Well, I'm going with that one. And I totally, I would totally support that. I know there are people who wouldn't, but, you know, it's, as a game master, you're asked to juggle a lot in your head mm-hmm. at any given moment. And in my own personal practice, I've moved away from ever using random events in my games, generally speaking, as far as random encounters are concerned. And so I have less call to do that, but that was my answer to avoiding that sort of problem. Uh, I tell more what's called branching linear progression stories where things are happening at a certain pace that unless the players directly intervene happen along this time frame. And so the story becomes the player inter the players intervening in this set of things that are moving along so there's less call to do that but at the same time when you're juggling all this stuff in your head stats the story you're trying to tell the story that you're wildly putting together on the fly because the players threw you one heck of a curveball um and you grab a random table totally get it you need to patch your narrative in the moment for whatever reason you grab a random table And you're doing that because you don't have something at the front of your brain. But when you roll on that random table, suddenly the ball drops in the slot in your head and you see that thing above what you rolled on your table and you're like, that's the answer. I got no problem with that. That uh, that is just using a tool to become a better storyteller. Agreed. Hmm. Most games, though, if it's an old school game specifically. And I would say that years of doing hammer crawl have hammered me down this way. I do my best to make most of my dice rolls in front of the players. I roll the dice for them to see what is happening to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we've all agreed that there are conventions of the game that we're going to observe. And those are danger, Mm -hmm. adventure, uncertainty. Chance, fortune, fate. With great failure can also come unexpected windfall. And the treasures that you find can be fantastic, but so can the losses be terrible. Yep. As a game master who almost never rolls dice for themselves anymore, unless I'm like running out of virtual tailable top, which makes it harder. Um, 
who's gone almost always to asking a player to make a role for me, <laughs> which is my workaround from the fact that up until recently, I don't know why, um, I I had a track record for absolute horrible roles. And, <laughs> and I don't know how many big bads I lost in yeah. stories Ooh. over the years because my dice always hate me. <laughs> it doesn't oh, matter. Man. And, and so it was a workaround for whatever weird karma I carry. It was making the players roll for me. Well, I got to use their quote unquote luck, random yeah. probability, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. That's brilliant. The other thing it does is it offloads the game master as a person being responsible for the outcome that yeah if you rolled the crit hit against yourself well yeah. then it's not my fault now is it yeah no that's there you go i love it that oh, it's wonderful that's beautiful that way oh you lose all the guilt all the blame is on them and you know it's even better if you make the player who's been rolling all those crits all night Make mm -hmm. them do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me have you roll that that die. Oh, no, the one you've been using. Roll mm -hmm. that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and rather, and that uh, especially goes for, like, any system, which uh, Rifts has some, where, like, failure has a follow-on table of, like, a consequence for, like, either a malfunction or magical blowback or whatever it is that... Oftentimes, the way the rules say to run it is the game master rolls those. It's like, no, 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 no. You're the one. You're the one who decided to use the, you know, unreliable alien DB tech rifle, or you're the mage who uh, forced the issue and is now suffering magical blowback. You roll that. That's on you. That way, like, there's no social pressure then. Mm -hmm. For you to be the good guy, because it's not your fault. Not my fault. <laughs> and that's why I love certain systems such as um, uh, Red Markets, which is a system where the game master never rolls a die. Yeah. Well, also the power, the apocalypse engine games mm -hmm. where all the dice are on the players. I mean, you essentially roll to fail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Roll, roll, roll your doom. Yeah. I like that. I did that as well with. Genesis mm -hmm. or the Star Wars, the newer, even Warhammer Fantasy Third Ed. I would instead of rolling the dice for the monsters, I would always have the players roll them. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, here's the pool, roll it and divine those results. <laughs> oh know? yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Roll your doom. Well, folks, I'm sure you have opinions on fudging dice, whether they are or not are not allowed, and when drop by our Discord and share those opinions with us. Please do. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again, Jacob. As always, welcome to be here. Starships, magic, mystic martial arts, romance. All of these can be found in A Cloak of Blades by Isaac Sher. You might have heard my name before. I've done a lot of voiceover work for Breakfast Puppies. And I've recently released my first novel. It's available on Amazon as an ebook and paperback, and you can get it for free if you have a Kindle Unlimited subscription. I do hope you'll support my work as you're supporting Breakfast Puppies. And it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Have a good one.
You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. 